Welcome to That Smart Hustle, a podcast for women who are ready to step out of society's expectations, discover their sole purpose, and work their light. I'm your host, Kristen Martin, a full-time author and creative entrepreneur. My mission is to impact as many women as possible to go after the very things that set their souls on fire. If you're ready to stop playing small in a world that is desperate for you to play big, you've come to the right place. Let's dive in. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the show. Before we dive into today's episode, I have an exciting announcement for all you aspiring creative entrepreneurs out there. I am reopening enrollment for Elevate, which is my signature business program for the aspiring creative entrepreneur. Tell me, how would it feel to wake up in the morning with complete freedom to design your day however you choose? Quit your nine to five and never sit in rush hour traffic or a pointless meeting ever again. Make money while you're asleep, traveling, spending time with your friends and family. Make a positive impact in the world through a passion-fueled business. Create a career you absolutely love and never want a break from. Elevate takes all of the guesswork out of creating, launching, and scaling a passion-driven online business. You'll receive a clear roadmap and a proven process to follow, the exact one I used to scale my business to six figures in just one year. Best of all, you'll walk away with the knowledge you need to create a thriving online business that runs on autopilot, giving you the freedom to live your life. No more waiting, wishing, and hoping for success. No more sacrificing the things you love. No more working your tail off for someone else's dream. No more wondering if you can actually do this because you can. You can create the life and business you've always desired, starting now. Like I said, I'm reopening enrollment for Elevate, but it's for the last time this year through November 4th. Payment plans are available for as low as $99 a month. We have less than 90 days left in 2019, 90 days to start on the things you promised yourself you were going to do this year. How are you going to show up? Head to thatsmarthustle.com to learn more about the program. And while you're there, don't forget to sign up for my free masterclass on how to build a profitable six-figure creative online business. Again, just go to thatsmarthustle.com and click on the free training tab on the menu bar. I will leave all of these links in the show notes for you. Let's make the rest of this year one to remember. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to That Smart Hustle podcast and welcome to episode 86. Oh my goodness, it feels so good to be sitting in front of the microphone again. I just returned from a really amazing writing retreat, like a mini writing retreat up in the mountains in Canada, kind of over in the Banff area. And I was fortunate enough while I was there to experience snow and just amazing weather. It was like all the vibes for writing and for just being cozy and bundling up. I really, I love winter time. I love the fall. I love those cozy vibes. I feel like there's nothing better than sitting down with a cup of coffee and your laptop and getting some words down. So not only was I writing a lot when I was in that cabin, I was also doing a lot of energetic work, a lot of energetic clearing. So you guys know I talk more about 
just like your overall vibe, your energy. It's not even necessarily your mood. It's like what energy you're bringing to each and every day. What like what level are you vibing at? And if you follow me on Instagram, you've probably noticed that I've really been working and fine-tuning my vibe a lot more where if I'm not dancing around my house, having fun, being dorky and goofy, then I know that something is off with me and my vibe. And this isn't to say that every single day is going to be like that because you know, moon cycles and things like that. You know, some days can be a little tough. Maybe I'm more, you know, we're in like a water sign (laughs) moon cycle and I've got a lot of emotions and things that I'm working through. But what I've come to find is that with our energy, we actually have a lot more control and influence over our energy, over how we're feeling, because a lot of how we're feeling has to do with the thoughts that we're thinking. So what I noticed before I went on this trip was that I had broken through something that I like to call energetic sabotage. And I've been doing a lot of tracking with my own cycles as, you know, as a woman and also the moon cycles and things like that. So by the way, this this particular podcast episode is definitely going to get a little bit more metaphysical, spiritual, kind of talking about about that fifth dimension, about these other realms, because I've really been, especially when I was in Canada and up in the mountains and had that time to myself, I really felt like I was connected to something otherworldly, to something so much higher and so much more powerful than, you know, us lowly humans over here. So I want to share a little bit more about something I like to call energetic sabotage, because I feel like this was something I was doing up until about a week or two before I went on this trip to Canada. So we've talked about the book, The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks on this podcast before. And what I love about this book is that he talks about something called upper limiting. And if you didn't listen to that particular episode off the top of my head, I can't really remember which one it is. (laughs) But if you don't know what upper limiting is, or you didn't listen to that podcast episode, it's essentially where we as human beings actually have an upper limit for everything. So any kind of feelings or emotions, anything anything you can think of, you have an upper limit. It's like what you've experienced up to this point, and you have this sort of limit for how much of that, including good things. So I know it's probably easier to identify with the limits that we have for like the negative feelings, but it's interesting to think that we actually have upper limits for those really high vibe, good flowing feelings. It's weird to think that we could have a limit for that because you're like, I'm not limiting myself. Why would I limit myself from feeling happy and joyous and excited? But oh girl, believe me, we all have upper limits when it comes to every aspect, to every feeling, whether it's abundance or love or being joyful or happy, because this is the thing. Our ego... Our ego is the part of us that is trying to keep us safe. Our ego is the part of us that likes to interject this energetic sabotage when things seem to be going really, really well. And I experienced this for myself specifically earlier this year and suddenly had this whole energetic sabotage and it was like a whole situation completely out of my control. And what's interesting about energetic sabotage is I have found that it appears In any manifestation, so in any desire, any manifestation, anything you are trying to bring into your life to bring to the surface, it appears 
in any manifestation when there's lingering resistance. And I'm sure we are familiar with the topic of resistance because I believe it was two podcast episodes ago in episode 84 when I was talking about what resistance really means when you're feeling that resistance and what to do about it. So the craziest thing occurred when I started looking into energetic sabotage. I started looking into lingering resistance around my desires and the things I wanted to bring into my life. Because again, you think, okay, if you want to make more money, let's say, let's say you want to manifest like $10,000 next month or something. I'm just using this as an example. You might be thinking, of course I have no resistance around that. I totally, I totally want, you know, $10,000 next month. That's like, you know, that would be amazing. That would be a dream to have something like that come true. But the reason why it hasn't happened yet is because you energetically sabotage yourself before you can even before you can even allow the manifestation to happen because there's lingering resistance around it. Because you might sit there and think that you want that and put that manifestation and that desire out into the universe. But what you don't realize is that subconsciously, you're not letting yourself have it. Because subconsciously, there are thoughts there like, well, when I get that much money, like, what exactly would I do with it? What if, you know, what if tax time comes around and I'm taxed more than I thought? You start going down a spiral of like all the ways that you could spend the money, but somehow you start sabotaging yourself and you're like, but what about this? And what if, what if this happens? And what if this comes up? We do this all the time. We go back and forth between the positive and the negative. And unfortunately, a lot of the time, what happens with the negative is that it's a sort of sabotage from your ego because your ego is trying to keep you safe. And once you hit that upper limit of happiness or abundance or wealth or whatever it is, it suddenly freaks out and it's like, whoa, flashing red lights. We are out of the comfort zone. We have left the station. This is not safe. And it starts freaking out, right? And so then you start thinking thoughts to bring you back down to the level you were at before, to that comfort level where your ego is comfortable. And they're like, yeah, okay, this is safe. You know, $3,000 a month is safe. What was she thinking? $10,000, that's insane, right? We go back and forth between this. And so what I was doing was I was, I was kind of playing around with this energy a little bit. And it is hard to put into words what I mean by playing with this energy. But really what that means is I was, I was thinking different types of thoughts and then really paying attention to the outcome of that thought or how I felt about that thought and then the things that were, you know, I was co-creating and bringing into my reality. And I kid you not, every single time I thought of a big dream or a big goal, even if it's something I really, really want, something that I've dreamed about for a long time, there is always, 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 some kind of lingering resistance around the dream, kind of like my ego saying, well, what if blank? It's very faint. It's just a whisper. It's like, well, what if blah? And then it's like this giant mess of things that my ego decides to come up with, like all the things that could potentially go wrong. The point of me bringing this up and talking about energetic sabotage, talking about lingering resistance and upper limiting and the fact that we're the reason why the things that we want haven't manifested yet are because we're simply just not letting ourselves we're not in receiving mode we're not in that space of allowing is because a lot of the time when there's resistance it means we're trying to control or force something to happen and I am certainly guilty of this with a lot of things but 
more recently, and that's why I wanted to talk about this trip when I went to Canada, to use this as a little bit of an example. So when I went on this trip, when I booked this trip, it was like I booked it three months prior. So I believe I booked it in July. I had this vision in my head of exactly what this trip was going to look like. I could picture the cabin before I even found it. I could picture the small town that I wanted to visit before before I found it. I could picture the flight over there being on time, no delays, completely smooth. I even pictured the colder weather and potential snow on the mountaintops. I had this whole vision, this whole dream. Like that's how I, that's how my manifestations start. It's a vision that I have. And if those things feel good to me and they make me happy and excited and cozy and comfy, and I'm like, yes, that's what I want. That's how I know that I'm being led in the direction of the manifestation that will eventually come into my life, that I will eventually co-create into my life. That's why your feelings are so incredibly important. Okay. So that was a tangent. Anyways. (laughs) So when I booked this trip, I had all this vision and I held on to this vision for a long time, basically up until the trip, but I was not overly attached to it. I had the vision of what I wanted this trip to be, but I, I kind of surrendered it in a way where I was like, well, this is my vision. This is what I think is going to happen. This is what I hope will happen, but I'm not going to put my hands in there and meddle around and try to try to like move things around or fix something or try to control something because I know I know better than that now after doing this spiritual work for a couple of years I know better than to try to meddle I know better than that I know that the universe knows what I want and if it is aligned with me and with the situation then it is going to come into my reality and I have full belief and full faith in that this is the thing it wasn't surprising at all to me when every single piece of this trip went exactly according to plan. I I tend to have good luck. I don't even want to say it's good luck, but I tend to have good luck when it comes to travel in that my travel plans hardly ever get, I hardly ever get thrown for a loop. So I've had a couple of times where maybe things were delayed or my bag didn't arrive, but it arrived the next day. So I've had some things happen. But um, like my book tour, there were a couple things, but it was because I was expecting with so many stops, I had built up an expectation for my book tour that some, at least one thing would go wrong along the way. And with this Canada trip, I didn't have any expectation like that at all. In fact, my expectation was that this trip would go exactly like flow so smoothly and go exactly as I had pictured it in my mind. And so when I went to Canada, did did all the things, had my little mini writing retreat and came home, every single part, I can't there is not even one part of that trip that was like a little bit wobbly or a little bit shaky and I could feel my energy the whole time during that trip in this place of everything is working out exactly as it should. Everything is working out for me. The things that are happening around me are happening for me. And it's crazy because when you assume that kind of energy and you you make that energy your own, there is no other choice but for the universe to deliver 
that to you. And so it was really neat to play with that energy on this trip and to just watch everything unfold and to see it just go picture perfect exactly as I had imagined it in my mind. I mean, things were so precise to my vision to the point where we even landed 15 minutes early in Houston so that I could make it in time to pick up Denali, which is my Siberian Husky, from the pet hotel before they closed that night. Like I had imagined all of this, but there was no worry. There was no like, oh, like I might have to pick her up tomorrow in case there's a flight delay and then I can't, I can't go pick her up. You know, I'll have to pay for an extra night. There were no thoughts like that at all. I was like, I know that this trip is going to go exactly as I pictured it in my mind because the feelings, the feelings felt so good about this trip. I was like, it can't possibly go any other way. And that's the point that I want to make right there because that confidence translates into belief and into your faith in something. And when you have when you have that confidence and you have that belief and that faith, that automatically flows into just this this knowing, this feeling and the sense of knowing that everything is going to go exactly as it should go. So the way this connects with energetic sabotage and any kind of lingering resistance that you might feel around any manifestation that you would like to co-create but hasn't actually come into your reality yet is that we need to start expecting for things to work out. We need to expect and believe and have faith in the universe and know that the universe has our back and that it always will have our backs. It's funny because I think that we have this all backwards when it comes to expectations. We've been taught that if you're not expecting something or you don't have high expectations, then you can't be disappointed. You know, we always say things like, well, I don't want to get my hopes up too high. And what I've realized is that that non-expectation or that phrase like, I don't want to get my hopes up too high, is actually an energy of indifference. It's more of in the fear space because you're saying like, well, I don't want to get my hopes up too high because I don't want to end up disappointed. You, We've equated no expectations with no disappointment. When really, when you have no expectations, which is essentially the energy of indifference because you're like, well, I don't really care how this works out. You're just kind of indifferent about it. That's a lower vibe energy. It's again, it's based more in fear because you don't actually care about the outcome. And when you're telling the universe that you don't care about the outcome, of course, you're going to be disappointed. That's the energy that you're putting out there. You're like, well, I don't care how this turns out. And so then when the manifestation comes, it's probably not going to be what you thought it was going to be because you didn't care enough. And the energy you're putting out there was one of indifference. On the flip side, when your expectation is backed by faith and love and belief and that that flow and that inner sense of knowing, then you get a result or a manifestation that's also backed by faith and love and belief and that inner sense of knowing. So if that's the case, because that is exactly what law of attraction states is that like attracts like. So if your energy of no expectation is also an energy of indifference, then the result you're going to get is also going to be one of indifference in that 
there's no caring, there's no belief, there's no faith in that manifestation, in that outcome. Whereas if it is an expectation that is a positive expectation, it's backed by faith and love and belief and knowing that's the manifestation, that's the result, that's the outcome that is going to be delivered to you. That is what you are going to co-create. So if that's the case, then why in the world do we think of the things that happen you know, the good things that happen, the positive things, when we're like, oh, I manifested this, this was awesome. Why do we feel like those are such a one-off thing, whereas like the negative manifestations or the things that maybe happened where it wasn't so great and you're like, well, I wasn't really expecting this, I didn't really want it to happen this way. Why do we think that those are so much more likely to happen than the positive expectations or the positive manifestations? And what I realize is that it's because we've been taught to have no expectation. So we just expect for things like, well, things are going to happen however they're going to happen. And in a sense, that's true. But when we switch it over to having an expectation that things are going to work out, that things are going to work out in our favor, then more of those will be able to manifest more of those positive experiences into our lives. So if your situation right now is indicative of the fact that you maybe do have some things that you have perceived as negative, you know, coming into your life, whether it's situations, circumstances, experiences, events, whatever, however you want to look at it, perhaps the reason why these quote unquote negative experiences are manifesting is because you're expecting not the worst to happen, but you're expecting nothing, if that makes sense. It's better to expect for things to work out than to not have an expectation at all, because not having an expectation at all is equivalent to being indifferent and not caring. And again, that energy falls into more of the fear-based camp where we're in that lower vibe. There's a difference between surrendering something that you want and really caring about it and being excited about it versus not caring about how something turns out. Those are two very, very different energies. And you could probably even feel that shift in energy as I just said, both of those things. So really what I wanna leave you with today, just something to, something to chew on, something to think about, is how often are you setting yourself up for no expectation because you're afraid of being disappointed or you don't want to get your hopes up too high because you don't want to feel let down. If that's the energy you've been assuming as of late, I would encourage you to look at your life circumstances and your situation right now in this current moment and look and see what types of things have manifested into your life because I can almost guarantee you that those manifestations and those you know things that maybe you perceived as negative or things that you didn't really want to have happen, those things are because of that energy of not having any sort of expectation at all, of not caring about how it happens because you don't wanna be disappointed. Put quite plainly, if you expect that things are not going to work out, then most likely they're not going to work out because that's what you're already expecting. That's the energy you've assumed. That's what you're putting out into the universe. That's what you're telling the universe that you want. Whereas if you expect for things to work out in your favor, for everything to flow really smoothly and perfectly and have absolutely no hiccups, no speed bumps, that's what you're going to attract. That is what is going to be delivered to you. It's in a sense, it's like the universe doesn't 
necessarily have a choice because it's going to give you more of how you're feeling, what you're feeling, and what you're trying to attract. So if you're attracting that non-expectation energy, then essentially you're not really going to attract anything that you truly want, which is going to lead you into that feeling of disappointment. The game of life is essentially a game of energy, and a part of this game or some players in the game include energetic sabotage and resistance and expectation and the thoughts that you're thinking and the feelings that you're feeling. And so what's really cool is that you can control, fully control two of those major key pieces of this game, which are your thoughts and your feelings. And then as you start to get more familiar with the thoughts you're thinking and how they make you feel, and vice versa, how your feelings can allow you to think better thoughts, once you're familiar with those two things, then you can start to address things like any lingering resistance that there is, and then you can start to recognize when that energetic sabotage rolls around and how to circumvent it. So that is all that I have for you today for this podcast episode. I really hope that you enjoyed it. If you did, it would help me out so much if you would leave a rating and a review on iTunes. And other than that, I will chat with you in the next episode. Cheers. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you love this episode, please subscribe to make sure you don't miss anything. For more beyond this podcast, including information on my YouTube channel and webinars, visit me at thatsmarthustle.com. And for daily inspiration and writing advice, come hang out with me on Instagram at author Kristen Martin. I'll talk with you all again very soon. Cheers.